Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuin, your host. And I'm Angie, your co-host. We're excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 46. We're going to share two secrets to finding breakthrough in our lives today. That's super exciting. I love that. It is exciting. You might be in a situation where you need a breakthrough at work, some wisdom, just that little extra nudge to make the job or the situation better. Could be a relationship problem where you're struggling in a relationship, could be addiction, could be depression, could be anxiety, could be any number of situations in our lives where we get stuck and we really need a breakthrough. Today, we're going to share two secrets to help us find that breakthrough as we study our passage in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and answer last week's questions. So let's dive into our study. Let's dive into the questions and identify what those two secrets are. If then you were raised together with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated on the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Colossians 3, 1 through 2, Web. The first question is, what does it mean to be raised with Christ? Well, Paul actually identifies what it means to be raised up with Christ in the previous chapter where he wrote the answer. I mean, this is really specific. We can go right to what Paul said and identify his answer. So in Colossians 2.12, it says this, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. So what Paul identifies is that when Jesus was raised from the dead, we are raised with him. And this is a powerful truth that we don't spend enough time on. If we can grab this and live this, it will change our lives. So here's secret number one to finding a breakthrough. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here it is. If you're in Christ, you are a new creature in Christ, and your citizenship is in heaven, not on the earth. You, my friend, are a child of God. Now, I know that sometimes we just, you know, we kind of cliche that, and we kind of see it and, and kind of bypass it as, oh, yeah, okay, I get that. No, we need to take it to another level, and we're going to take it to another level right now. The example that Paul gives us is baptism. When we go under the water, it symbolizes our death and burial with Jesus. When we come up out of the water, it symbolizes our new life in Christ. And so that's where we want to focus today. That new life, when we come up out of the water of baptism after being saved, then we have a new life. If you want to know more about baptism and what baptism represents, you can read Romans chapter 6 because it goes into detail about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and what that symbolizes when we're baptized. So check out Romans chapter 6. I love that, this whole thing about our citizenship being in heaven because 
that changes us. And that change, our citizenship change, should affect our dreams and our goals and our ambitions. There should be change there. And if there isn't, there's a problem. You're exactly right. And it's not just our citizenship, it's our being. We are changed into a new creature with a new citizenship, and it's powerful. The problem we have is if we just simply intellectualize this truth, it does us no good. And that's what happens a lot of times with believers, is they grab this and they go, okay, I get it, and then they move on because they've intellectualized it rather than taking this as a biblical principle that we need to live day in and day out. So here's my challenge. Don't intellectualize what we're saying. Figure out how do you live this? Because if we're concerned about living this on an everyday uh, basis, then we're going to be thinking about what does it mean to be a citizen of heaven? How does that impact my everyday life? How does that impact my choices? And when we get to that level, our desire changes, and we desire to have heaven on earth in our everyday choices, in our behaviors, in our actions, and that, my friend, that pleases God, and it gives us what we need to find breakthrough because now we're living biblical principles rather than the old principles of the flesh that kept us bound under sin. We now have power. We can now find freedom. We can now find hope, joy, peace, all of the promises of God if we really grab hold of who we are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is one of my life verses that speaks directly to this situation. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And that's what we're talking about today, yes. is being a new creation in Christ. And I, I mean, you really have to think about this. I am new. I am a new creation, just like you created something brand new. Yeah, there's some remnants. I still look like me, but I'm a new creation. And what the 2 Corinthians 5.17 says is that the old things have passed away. Behold, new things are coming. And that's where it gets exciting because there are new things that are coming to me. And if I am seeking what is coming, I'm pursuing the Lord and what God has for me. My mind is in the right place and I am finding those things that give me the breakthrough because I'm living godly principles with an understanding that that's who I am. I'm a new creature. I'm a citizen of heaven. I am recreated. That old man no longer has power over me. I am something new. So when I get tempted, it's really easy to go, no, the old man did that. The new man doesn't do that. I can now have peace and joy and find answers because I'm seeking and pursuing God's way and not my way. This is a way different way to live your life that brings huge breakthroughs over time. Hey, if you're enjoying this study, hit the like and subscribe button and then hit that bell notification so you're notified when the next video comes out. We're really glad that you're joining us and appreciate your time. So our second question about Colossians 3, 1 through 2 is how do we keep seeking things above? And when I answered that question, 
I really made it personal because that's what we have to do when we study the word. We have to make it personal. How do we apply that to our lives? And in seeking things above, one of the things is our family is going through a very difficult time right now and we've experienced a loss. And so if I'm seeking things above, then I can keep my eye on the fact that heaven is the final goal. And I'm not focused on the loss here. I'm focused on what I gain when I get to heaven. And that really makes it applicable and, and practical. Absolutely, because we know our citizenship is in heaven. So everything here is temporary. Everything there is eternal. So there is a loss, but at some point that loss will come back and we will have restored relationship because we know where our citizenship is at. So it is very personal, and we need to take these passages and figure out how do I live that in my life? How does that apply to my daily life? Seeking things above is a choice that reflects the priorities in our lives. In Colossians 3.2, it tells us to set our minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. So it's a choice it's a mindset that we have to do, that we have to employ every day. Uh, we might call it a habit, or we might call it a focus. It's really us making that choice to turn our thoughts, our affections, our desires, our energy on things above. And when we do that, we can just see powerful breakthrough. Secret number two is doing what Jesus said in Matthew 6.33 which is this. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seeking things above is about our personal priorities. It's about us having a deep inner desire to seek God, seek the things of God, seek the things that please God, and then live that. And if you don't have that deep desire today, I would encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you that desire to help you hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I am confident that if you ask with a pure heart, the Holy Spirit will begin giving you that desire and your mind will start turning to things above. Seeking and pursuing the things of God because someone is pushing you just doesn't work. That builds resentment right? See, it does. You can't force somebody to do something. It really has to be our deep inner desire. We can encourage, we can stimulate one another to love and good deeds, but at the end of the day, we can't force anybody. No one can force me to seek the Lord. It really is a deep inner desire, wouldn't you say? I do. I think that if we are not, not uh, pursuing that on our own because it's our own inner desire, then it's not going to amount to anything. Have you ever tried to force a two-year-old to do something? <laughs> you know, sometimes we're like two-year-olds and we can't be forced to seek God. We have to hunger for him and that's why we have to ask for that. Don't get seeking confused with looking. Looking is what you do when you're a tourist on a drive. <laughs> you look out the window and you check things out. That's very passive. Seeking is not looking. Seeking is like you're digging for gold, man. You are going for buried treasure. And when we lived in Alaska, I did this. I got my gold pan. I went out to the stream. I dug. I washed. I pursued. I went for the gold. 
And if it was lunchtime, who cares, man? I'm digging for gold. And I pursued it with diligence. And I actually found some. Don't tell anybody. Actually, it got, <laughs> it got thrown back in the creek. It was not my choice. But you see what I mean? When we seek, when we pursue it with our passion, that's when we really have an impact. That's when things change in us and we start having those breakthroughs. I love that analogy because... If we pursue God and things of God and the things above with that much energy and passion, wow, we'll change the world. Yeah, we really will. So if I told you I hit a $100 bill in your kitchen, would you go looking for it? Yes. You, you would if you believed me, right? Absolutely. She should tear the kitchen apart. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the bottom line. If you want breakthrough in your life, then live like a new creature. Seek the things of God. Seek the things above. Turn your attention, turn your affections to the things of God, not the things of this world. It's not like we live in a bubble and we don't meet our needs or we don't live here and make plans and follow through. It's that in the pursuit of anything that we have here on earth, we're more concerned about what God wants and doing things God's way, bringing heaven to earth and living out his will for our lives than our selfish desires or what we want in any given scenario. Our passage for next week is Colossians 3, verses 3 through 4. And we only have one question. Just one question, because we only have two verses, one question, and it's a deep one. It is a really good one. The question is this. If we died, how are we still alive? Hey, thanks for joining us today. I just pray that the Lord's peace overwhelms you. And in those areas where you need breakthrough in your life, may he really give you revelation, give you ability, give you power, give you whatever you need to live in such a way that the breakthroughs come in Jesus' name. God bless you.